0: Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. Woo! Welcome to season six. Now, true story. I had to ask eh, who determines seasons of podcasts, and kind of like what we discovered with television and streaming services, is you pretty much decide what the season looks like, and uh, there is no set rule. So, why season six? You know, you have journeyed with us all the way along these last couple of years, and we've tried to look for where is there a natural break in the flow? When do I come up with new content and it seems to shift us in a new direction? Or what's just plain happening in the world around us in this organizational life, and how can we support your efforts? We decided to change it up for... Season six. And here's what that looks like. We are going to do eight five week sprints. Now it might get called season seven somewhere in there, but here's what it really is. For five weeks, five episodes, we're going to concentrate on one specific aspect of navigating change at work. So, for example, our first one is focus. So, we're going to hit five key episodes today, not equal. Next time, stop doing. 78, repeat work. 79, check mark. Episode 80, better recall. And we're going to focus specifically around a theme. Ironically, I just used that word. And for this sprint, it is the word focus. Now, what we also have lined up for you. By the time we hit three of these, I'm going to have an announcement to share with you. And I'm not going to tell you yet. So you've got to listen in and we'll see what happens in this world with my announcement. Not all change is the same. We experience it individually very differently. It's one of the most personal responses because nobody's going to experience it the same way. We remain committed here at the Pyramid Group of walking alongside organizations as they navigate whatever their journey is, those pain points, those celebrations, handoffs and transitions, right? All these things that happen, whether you have five employees, you have 5,000 employees. When we do this work together, there are actions we can take that will help it go better. And of course, there are those things that we can do that take it off the tracks. And yet, part of my role as an organizational psychologist, speaker, consultant, as I look at this body of work and I look at what is coming out in the research, how this is lived in organizational lives every single day, and then What are our next set of choices? My hope, and I am so grateful for those of you who have invited me along for the conversations. Let me share insights and perspectives with you. And then always tying it to, what do we do next? What can we learn from the data points? And I often apply a sense of humor when appropriate. And then comes how do we do it better together if you are just new and tuning in here we're glad you're here this is not a highly produced podcast i have a fantastic staff member who supports me and gets it all edited and distributed out but you'll notice that there's no ad sponsorships <laughs> there are no major product uh, pr- um production see i just mess that up, and we're not actually going to edit that out of the content. And uh, this is what we do. This is a little bit more like Selena Unplugged. So if you see me on a stage doing a keynote with a couple thousand people in front of me, (laughs) a lot more rehearsed and polished, but the same core piece. If you have met me or seen me in a company where I'm training and I'm listening and leading conversations about how we work better together, same format, Uh, that it is based in the evidence with a sense of humor and real life application. And that is also probably more planned. This podcast, less so. I have notes. I always have core idea. I always have core stories. But my hope is this is one more piece to lift you up wherever you are right now listening. For today, the title, Not Equal. During times of change, it's crucial for teams to stay focused on the right actions to ensure their ability to adapt and ultimately succeed. Yet not everything you do is of equal importance That importance could be stable. It could be something that's always important to you or the business, but it may shift. And during times of change, there are likely an endless list of conditions, tasks, or other actions that you could pay attention to. The question is, are you focused on the right ones? This is where I'm going to add a long, dramatic pause. And I'm going to repeat that last statement because if you decide not to listen to any more today, this is what I want you taken away. Are you focused on the right ones, the right conditions, tasks, actions? There are so many options available to you at any given moment. Are you picking out the right things to work on, the right things to focus, to give your attention, to put in center of the frame as a team, as an individual. I'm going to break this time down into those two sections. How do we ensure focus as a team? How do we show focus on the right things as an individual? Let's start with team. I will always encourage my clients to revisit and align on goals. We need to regularly review team goals to make sure they're still relevant and aligned with any new directions or changes in the organization. We have to adjust those as necessary to stay on track, but we need to look at them. Most often in my work, when we do strategic planning, it's a three-year plan with a one-year role. And then I say quarterly meetings. And that should be separate than your daily or weekly staff or uh, task-driven production meetings. When you are in the business on daily activities, that is not the same as being on the business in strategic. So you may have to get aligned with your team on the daily or the task-focused activities, or you may need to stay aligned on the strategy goals. What's most important for you? And of course, that always comes back to that key phrase that I hear time and time again, effective communication. Because for us to make sure we are aligned on goals, we need to make sure that our communication is open, transparent, and frequent. We're going to do some more work on that. And if you're interested and don't want to wait for the podcast, uh, give me a call. We'll talk about how we're mapping out internal communication plans these days, because when people don't know, they make it up. Now, there are a number of techniques out there for your team to prioritize, based on urgency and important, what truly matters. To avoid getting overwhelmed by less critical tasks. It's not unusual for someone to call me and say, Selena, I just don't know what to do next. All of this stuff is coming at me. And we got to be able to sort through that muck and assess what has the biggest impact, what has the most value, what is cornerstone to our goals, our objectives or plan, whatever that is for you. Now, what we do know is we need to have some sort of flexible plan as well. Because acknowledging that that priorities can shift and plans have to adapt is an important part of not getting surprised when they do. Of course, the plan is going to have to shift. I call it, you know, it's it's this adult game of Tetris. You got to have a plan. But you got to be able to fit the pieces in based on changing circumstances. And I want you to think about huddle, deploy, huddle, deploy. Meaning if I combine the align on goals, effective communication, and prioritizing tasks, that means we got to come together, deploy, come together, deploy. Wish you'd see my hands right now because when I do this in workshops and keynotes, it's a very deliberate movement where I put my hands together, huddle, deploy. That's the spread out. Huddle, hands together, deploy, hands out. It is that cadence, that rhythm. More meetings, shorter, but more effective, right? We come together, we align, we go. We come together, align and go. There are strategies and methodologies that have encapsulated that, right? Uh, Waterfall technique. Uh, They're just a number agile, right? All of those are based on that same idea of, what do we need to get through this week? Who's going to do it? Together, deploy. Together, deploy. We have to focus on that big picture and yet remain adaptable of what comes next. At any given point in time, you've got to be able to look at the, the, the range of work that your team was doing and make sure that we're focused on the right stuff. Which also means we do need to leverage some strength of team members because people are going to focus in different ways. And we want to make sure the work is handled efficiently and effectively, yet with a sense of competence, right? We need them to do the work well and we want them engaged. So we're continuously assessing who's doing what. What does that look like? So we have those regular check-in, meet, deploy, and feedback sessions. Are we on track about the change process and their individual experiences in that? Are we focused? Are we aligned? Something that I find often we overlook because we're focused on whatever that deployment is is it's still an opportunity to learn and grow. It's still an opportunity to train and develop. Because team members need to adapt, so we need to give them support with new tools or processes or expectations. This investment in skill development can ease transitions and improve performance. I have seen it time and time again when we are overwhelmed, being able to step out, learn something new, and come back at it gives us a sense of control uh, because we've had a break. We've been able to collect our thoughts. We just need some think time. It's also a time to encourage some innovation and creativity, right? That mindset for continuous improvement. So we know that in times of change, new problems may require creative solutions. Fostering an environment where team members can feel safe, to suggest innovative ideas and experiment on new approaches is really important, and it helps us focus better. What are we trying to solve, and what are the best ways for us to do this? And of course, we need to be able to assess any risk associated with the change. So if we're focused on the wrong thing, we may incur on. Uh, un- unnecessary or or unexpected risk, and we've got to pay attention to that. We also need to celebrate milestones, what we celebrate, we become. So if we don't focus on any celebration, we don't get that boost in morale. And it's harder to keep our team motivated through the change process. So teams can help each other focus better with a support system. If I need to say, folks, I need some I need some think time, I need just a little bit more time to focus on this so I can get it done, we need to help each other out. All of these get us to better conversations of, as a team, how will we do this work together? Teams can remain focused during times of change turning these potential challenges into opportunities for growth and improvement. What might be some questions we could ask? So if you would like a set of these questions, all you have to do is email us at hello at workplacecameleon.com, Hello at workplacecameleon.com, And we will send you this list of questions. Number one, how well are we aligning our current actions with our goals That's a way to check in on what are we focused on. Number two, are we effectively communicating and supporting each other through these changes? Yes, no, or why not? Number three, are we prioritizing our tasks based on the importance and urgency effectively? Next, are we adapting to new challenges and what can we learn from them? And lastly, are we taking adequate steps to manage stress and maintain team morale? These can guide us to some introspection and discussion, helping us stay focused on what is most important. Remember, even in overwhelmed states, which I see a lot of right now in our organizations, you still have to choose what gets your attention. And not everything you choose will be the most important. So what will you focus on today? You know, authors out there, researchers have given us a number of analogies to think of. Mark Twain's advice, that was then later popularized by Brian Tracy, uh, was called the "Eat the Frog" method. Right, eat that live frog first thing in the morning. Nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day, right? Uh, Mark Twain and Brian Tracy, as they developed each of those stories and the way they applied them, if you got an ugly frog, eat it first. Okay, can I just say your podcast host is a vegetarian and why I use this example, I have no idea. So that should make you maybe laugh for a moment. But what is your most challenging or important task first? The book is pretty good, though, by Brian Tracy, right? And it's really also based on this Uh, Pareto principle that we have seen for years, the 80-20 rule. The principle suggests that 80% of outcomes come from 20% of causes. So identify 20% of your tasks that will yield 80% of your results. What is most important? One of my favorite activities is a mind mapping activity of priorities. I just get it all out of my head So I can see it on a paper or a whiteboard, or now there's actually electronic versions on the internet. You can pull a mind map software out. What are the most important things? And we can literally draw it out on branches to take a look at it and go, that, that's the core piece. If we focus on that, other things will fall into place. We also know that there is a domino effect that when you identify the one task that once completed will make other tasks easier or irrelevant. It's like knocking over a line of dominoes, focus on the first most important domino. Now, individually, I'm going to share with you some reflection questions that for you as a person you could use to go. know, am I working on what is most important? There is what's called the tripwire technique that says set an alarm on your phone and once an hour pause when that alarm goes off and say, am I working on the most important thing right now? Because, you know, we get this, these black holes in our day and our work, Of we go down this road, and then we go to that, and then we go to that, and then we go to that, right? Are you working on the most important things? So let's tie that back. Number one, what are my core values and priorities at this moment? Reflect on what matters to you most in your current situation. Always understanding your values can help guide your decisions and priorities to what you focus on. What are your short and long-term goals? Consider both immediate objectives and your broader aspirations. This can help you distinguish between what needs attention now and what can wait. Number three, what tasks or actions will have the greatest positive impact on my life? Think about the outcomes of your actions and focus on those that will bring about the most significant changes you're looking for. Number four, what can I control or influence in my current situation? Recognize those aspects of life and work that you can directly affect. Focusing on these areas can be more productive and less stressful. Five, what tasks are causing you, me, the most stress and why? Identify those sources of stress so you can address them directly or reframe your approach to them. Six, which tasks align with your strengths and skills? Focusing on the tasks that you are good at can lead to more efficient and effective results. Recently, I did an inventory of this, of how many responsibilities am I carrying that are not to my strengths? And then what choices do I have? I may not be able to give up some of those, but I may be able to shift or reprioritize some of them. Next, what would happen if I didn't do this task? So consider the consequence of not completing a certain task. This could help you identify huh, what is truly essential. Couple more. Am I investing my time in line with my priorities? What tasks could I delegate or eliminate? What don't need your personal attention and who might be better at it? How do I feel when I think about doing this task? Your emotional response can be a powerful indicator of what's important to you. And that emotion, if it's negative, is probably going to adjust your focus. You'll be more focused, more in line with things that you feel positively about. Now, we all have to get through some stuff, to-do list tasks that maybe are not our most favorite, but then tie it to your focus of, if I focus on this for X amount of time, then I can let it go. And what lessons have I learned from past experiences during times of change about my own focus? When I've gone through situations in the past, what do I know about myself? What do I know about where I am most focused and where I lose time? Consider your focus today. What is your next best move? As we wrap up my time with you today, here is what I would ask. Take one long, deep breath with me. Inhale, hold, exhale slowly. Thanks for joining me. And as always, I will encourage you to learn something new today. This is Dr. Selena. And yes, P.S. from the last five sessions, we are still smashing mental health stigmas. Take care. Until next time.